Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans? It's your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. It is Friday, November 20th, 2020. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day up here in southern Ontario. I just got my tires changed for the winter, an oil change. Today it's going to be 15 degrees Celsius. So not quite sure why I rushed to do that, but you know what? It's better to get it done before all the snow comes. And let's be honest, winter is coming. I hope you're all doing well as we near the weekend. Today on the podcast, going to talk about a few things going on around the NHL, not necessarily strictly Bruins related, but you know, we have issues between the owners and the players in terms of escrow and salary deferral and trying to get things going so that both sides can uh, agree on a return to play plan for the upcoming season. And, uh, you know, we can touch on the jerseys again. And also uh, just some rumors around the NHL. And uh, we'll get to that in a moment. But before we do, let me remind you that you can follow the show on social media at LO underscore Boston Bruins on Twitter.com. If you're on Instagram, you can find the podcast at Locked On Boston Bruins. I am on Twitter at Ian C. McLaren. And you can find me on Instagram, the same uh, handle. I also have started a cider review Instagram at ian.cider where, if you can believe it, I started to review some ciders and I'm pretty excited about that and I'll have another review up there later today. The podcast, as I'm sure you're aware if you're already listening, is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever you do get your podcasts. Please do Subscribe so that each new episode will be automatically added to your feed so you can uh, listen, download, enjoy. Please also rate and review, especially for Apple users. That would be very much appreciated. Before we get into some wider NHL news, I wanted to just point out a conversation that head coach Bruce Cassidy had on the NHL network, I believe, this week. Uh, And he was asked about the possibility of the Bruins not having Zdeno Chara in the lineup this year. Uh, He's going to be 44 in March, still unsigned. And while the word is that both sides are kind of waiting to see what the NHL schedule is going to look like, what the return to play is going to look like, how things are going to shake out, uh, Bruce Cassidy certainly seems to have thought through what the blue line would look like without Zdeno Chara on the left side. We all know, of course, that uh, Tori Krug is already gone from that position as well. So there are some big skates to fill um, in the lineup. And Bruce Cassidy said that reality has crossed his mind. He said, quote, the part of it that's a little bit impersonal is they're always preparing for who is in the lineup. So we're looking at if Z is not in, could Jeremy Lozon go in and do the job? Jeremy played hard this year. He's a bigger body. He plays hard. He's not six foot nine, but he's a big guy and he can do some of the things Z brings to the table in terms of shutting down good players, playing hard against good players. 
Uh, he's one of the options that the Bruins have on the left side. Lozon typically played on the right side in his NHL career to date uh, with Matt Grizzlick on the left side, but he is a left-hand shot. Grizzlick will move up in the lineup to play probably with Charlie McAvoy. So then do you have Lozon Carlo as a second pair? And then um, you have on the third pair, you have, you know, Connor Clifton or Kevin Miller and then uh, Jacobs Borrell, your back and nine. And so the reality is the Bruins do have options on defense, not perhaps as established as Zdeno Chara. Don't have the leadership, the physicality. He's getting up there in age, but he can still pound. He can still play a pretty effective third line role. Um, but you know, you could see in that comment there that Cassidy's trying to remove kind of the personal element of it. Obviously, he and Z are pretty tight, and he would love to see him back in the lineup, back in the room. Uh, he really relies on him as uh, not only the captain, but kind of a you know player coach almost. And it would obviously be weird for everyone if Chara's not back, but you do have those options. And I don't think I've really talked about before on the left side, having Lozon play left, seeing as he is a left-hand defenseman, but he has traditionally played on the right side. But you could certainly flip him to the left side, and um, you know he could be a pretty good complement to a guy like Connor Clifton, who's a bit more speedy, moving the puck, and then uh, Zborl and Carlo. So there are options there. Ultimately, I do think Char will be back, uh, but still, that's very much... Uh, in question at this point until ink has dried on a new contract for the veteran defenseman and the Bruins captain. Before we move on, let me talk for a moment about Built Go. Built Go is an exciting new product from the makers of Built Bar. It's an energy boost that you can take with you on the go. When you hit that mental or physical wall, all you need to do is pull out the easy-to-carry 1.5-ounce packages and you'll get a 5-hour energy boost without the same crash feeling that comes with leading brands, plus it's natural and better for your body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. The collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. It's also easy on the stomach. There's also some beta alanine, B3, honey, a kick of caffeine. Keeps you going strong throughout the day, and it also promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. If you go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off your next order at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. So I mentioned earlier that I wanted to talk about some uh, issues pertaining to the NHL at large, and I figured you guys might be kind of bored of just hearing my voice. So I thought I would uh, give my friend Mare a call and uh, see if she wanted to, to talk about hockey with me this morning and uh she she agreed so thanks so much mayor for for jumping on the podcast how are you doing i'm good how are you i'm doing all right i'm doing all right it's um uh, you know winter's coming and 
sad season is a, is upon us, but uh, it's a pretty nice day out today. And I got some stuff done on my van this week, so I'm feeling uh, feeling not bad about winter right now. And you're wearing a nice new winter hat. I am wearing a Seattle Kraken toque that arrived in the mail today, courtesy of yourself. And I'm very much appreciative of that. Much appreciative. I very much appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mayor. You are welcome. Looks I, good. Nice I hat. It. I love it. You get the Kraken. I, I think I might be the only person in my town to have Kraken gear. You are special. Well, so we'll see. There is some Vegas gear around. I've seen that. A lot of kids yeah. are in Golden right. and stuff. So I don't know. We'll see how long it takes till crack and stuff takes uh, takes hold. But thank you. Anything to uh, get rid of some of the Bruins gear in Ontario? Yes, I I gathered all my Bruins toques yesterday, and I realized I have seven which might be a bit excessive. Every day of the week. Exactly. Some of them uh, actually need a bit of a wash because they've gotten a bit grungy over the I think one of them I've had for like at least 20 years. It was a Puma toque. I don't know how long it's been since Puma made NHL gear, but quite a... I don't remember Puma making... Yeah, no, that's a while. It's very weird. Might have been before my time. You're a little older than me. That's very rude, but yes, thanks, thanks for pointing that out. So let's get the boring stuff out of the way first. So hockey, hopefully coming back sometime, probably 2021 at this point. Yeah, January, February, is that what they're saying? I guess. They keep calling it the 2020-21 season, but it's going but to it's be not. the yeah. 2021 season. And uh, it seemed like things were progressing for the players and the owners to work it out, but there's been a bit of a hiccup as reported by the likes of Pierre Lebrun, Elliot Freeman. I don't really know a ton about the escrow stuff. Are you uh, an escrow expert? Ex no, and I own a house, so I feel like I should be, but I don't. I, I, don't... A, I don't know if it's a thing up here, escrow. No, I don't. But here it is. But I, I mean, I understand escrow in a general sense, but yeah, they want to like hang on to a certain amount of money, right? In case it's like rainy day money. Yeah, I guess basically. We sound I, super smart. From what I understand, it basically boils down to like the players will get 55% of their salaries for the year because of, I don't know, deferrals, prorated, all this kind of stuff. Right. And, uh, the owners are kind of sneaking this in on them, pushing it back like even further than it was supposed to be. Players don't seem very happy about that, but the owners, I guess, see it kind of as a, if it's a partnership, they're losing money. So the players should take a hit as well. What's your, uh, what's your opinion on that? Do, do the players need to absorb the COVID-19 hit or should the owners honor kind of that uh, commitment that they've made to them to pay them? This is like such a, I feel like this is a conversation that has been happening in so many realms about different things where it's like, we're looking at billionaires and millionaires yes. squabbling over money. <laughs> yeah. And then we're weighing in over here, you know, yes, nowhere near that. I, I mean, these, these owners, I'm frustrated with so many of them just from the beginning of COVID too, because so many of these teams, it, forget the players for a second, but they didn't take care of the rest of their employees the way that they could have with the amount of money that these owners have at their disposal. 
people yeah. as people let like forget as corporations yeah I, I think the player you know the players are do what the players are doing and especially given the teams the players that went into the bubble and this is not a normal situation for them. They were away from their families. And and a lot of the players banded together to help, you know, take care of or give to the employees of their organizations yeah. in the interim. I guess that if it comes down to it, I'm on the side of the players here, that they, <laughs> this is not on them and that these owners, you know, they have the capacity to cover these funds yeah for if sure. they need to and they don't want to yeah i mean yeah for uh, for the bruins there was a big thing early on yeah. with like jeremy jacobs not being willing to pay his employees i think I, I saw something on like yahoo finance the other day that said jeremy jacobs is one of the sports owners who's taken the biggest hit due to covid19 because his fortune is built on like uh the entertainment and refreshment industry so he's lost like i think it was like 600 million dollars so his net worth has gone from 3.2 billion to 2.6 billion so it's like yeah you've lost 600 million dollars but you're still worth i don't know how like net worth works basically like he doesn't have let's say 2.6 billion in his bank account but no, you know, but he's worth, assets, yeah, course. he's got assets. He can't pay his employees. He can still pay his players, right. um, but he's notoriously cheap at the best of times. So like, I don't know if this is the delay for signings of Dan Chara or player like Jake DeBrusque still needs to be signed, but clearly uh, like he's always been a guy who's been very pro owner and not anti-player, but trying to cut corners, always in support of lockouts. So, I mean, yeah, for us Bruins fans, it's it's kind of depressing that way that he's so such a tight ass. For and the- I mean, it's not like it's not like the players aren't also privileged and make a good amount of money. Although, I mean, there are players on the lower end of the salary spectrum who, yep. you know, don't. I mean, they make relatively good money but it's not millions and millions and some of them have families and some of them have to travel away from their families to play during this crazy time from Europe some of them um you know I, I just if you're in this situation in this little microcosm the players are the little guy yeah you know and and the owners and the owners aren't the owners are the corporation I mean, yeah. And if I guess there's still questions about whether fans will be in ticket revenue and all that, but still these guys are billionaires who, you know, the buildings, a lot of their buildings were handed to them by public money. They didn't have to pay to build the buildings and all this kind of stuff. So they should be able to, yeah, pay, pay the players. I can understand maybe, prorating it a bit if it's not an 82 game season yes yes that's i mean you know that's that makes sense but they don't pay them for the playoffs either so it's kind of right whatever it's kind of boring and messy but hopefully they sort it out um i read something and again like all of this is a little beyond me i'm i'm admitting that but there was something that i was reading just from my perspective as a Leafs fan, that there are a number of Leafs who this wouldn't even apply to because the majority of what they make is in like bonuses and mm-hmm. their salary structure is not like straight right, salary. Right, right. 
Yeah. So that's interesting too. Although the Leafs organization was one of the more um, on top of taking care of its right. employees throughout this it whole thing. Is, yeah. You know, they're one of the wealthier organizations and they sort of own that and, right. and take that responsibility seriously. Yeah. The family is, is good about that sort of thing. They're pretty unique in that, yeah, they, they can probably absorb more yeah. losses than, than anybody, even, even with only getting a first round playoff revenue over the last several years, uh, not really anything beyond. They still, they still get some money coming in. This is a podcast that people can't see. Sorry, that was my dog in the background. People can't see that I just stuck my tongue out at the end. Speaking of money, the reverse retro jerseys were revealed this uh, this week. And I mean, <sighs> no secret that it's a bit of a cash cow and uh, right. we're buying into it. Obviously, they're looking for ways to make money. So all 31 teams agree to uh, come up with uh, reverse retro, which... You and I both, I still don't think no we know exactly what, what reverse. I really, I really liked that tweet to you where it was like, they're from the future. Yeah. yeah. I understand <laughs> like the that. retro. Well, I don't understand the reverse part of it. Yeah, what is the they're reverse? from the future. Yeah. I like that. It, it was yeah. like, it's a backwards way of saying they're from the future. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. It's still really weird. I, I, I kind of like the Bruins one. I like the, I don't love, I've said this before on the podcast, I don't love the yellow base. Yeah. But I do love the logo. I love the meth bear logo on the shoulder. And um, it's probably one of my favorites. What are your thoughts on the Maple Leafs one? Uh So I've said this a couple of times, and this is basically my, my thoughts. As Leafs fans, you know, we've gotten used to expecting greatness and being let down. Yeah. with mediocrity from the Leafs. And that's just about where we are. <laughs> it's like, meh, I don't hate it. It's just kind of there. It's fine. It's, What's I'm that? not going to spend money on it. No, I'm not. I don't buy jerseys anyways. I've ne- I've never spent money on a hockey jersey in my life. The only ones I have were gifts from my sister or my parents. So I don't really like jerseys in general. Like they're not really comfortable. You can't really wear them day to day. Right. But what's oh, with the Leafs one? What's with the random? I think there's at least two just random lowercase. Yeah. So apparently what? this is like, I'm like not a Jersey like fanatic, but apparently that's a throwback because they used to do that. And I'm not, I can't, I can't. Okay. I'm going to say 67 and you're going to make a joke and it's just, it's not going to go well. Right. But apparently this is a throwback thing that they do. Um, I thought it was just like funny. I made it, I tweeted about it, about like that this is what happens when my seven-year-old writes the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> maybe, um, maybe it's a throwback or like just. Uh, maybe that's what reverse retro means. We're letting the kids do it. Commemorating being in the lower, <sighs> lower class team over the years, something like that. Maybe that's just uh, honoring that heritage. Do you remember 1967 well, Ian? I do not. I was Are you sure? a negative teenager at that point. So uh-huh. I do not remember that. Sure. My, my father, I'm sure, would. but he's... I really like the abs jersey. Yes, I was going to ask you, what which ones stand out? That's, uh... <laughs> I feel like I abruptly changed the subject there. <laughs> um, I like the abs jersey. Well, you mean the Nordiques jersey? Yes. Yeah, well, the abs reverse retro I have issues with it. I really think that Nordiques logo and the Whalers logo 
should be kept you, yes, sacred. You did say that. Um, I kind of like the Panthers. Oh my gosh, that's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, that, yeah. It's kind of weird to be retro with the Panthers because it's right. They are five years old, but ninety-six is what they're uh, um, honoring there. What else? I really uh, like the Kings one. I like the the kind of Lakers colors that they're using there. It's called formal blue. I don't know if you're aware of that and not purple. It's formal blue. It's, is it? It's which formal. is really weird. Okay. I like that one. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Um, what else? I like the Oilers Jersey is fine. I kind of, it looks clean, which I like. I don't like when they're too big. Yeah, it's, okay. it's fine. All in all, like, I feel like they're kind of underwhelming. I have issues with the New Jersey Devils one. I don't know if you saw that tweet, but it's, they have like what's referred to as their Christmas jersey. It's green and red and white. Yes, Christmas I see color. that. Okay. But they are called the Devils and, you know, Christmas, Devils. They don't really see getting all that. religious right now. It doesn't really mesh well in my mind. So it's uh, kind of confusing theologically speaking did the the islanders change theirs or is it just their jersey theirs looks pretty similar the (laughs) predators looks pretty similar to what they have Um, i like that the golden knights tried like also how do you go reverse retro when you're five years old blackhawks super racist as always just ignoring that as are they apparently because they're the only one with a side view on the official exactly yep what about the ducks what are your thoughts on that on that uh robotic duck jumping out of the water the ducks hold on i'm i wish they had just gone with that old logo (laughs) as the primary logo but it's it's a bold swing that they took I'm just looking at it and laughing. I mean, again, I, it's so busy. Like, there's yeah. just so much happening. It makes me a little dizzy. I really wish the Jets had uh, embraced their Thrasher's heritage as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm, I feel like I'm the only one who I kind of like the Jets jersey. I mean, yeah, they're, I don't know. they're old jerseys. The original Jets jerseys were cool, but they're the coyotes now and the thrashers are the jets so it's just very confusing heritage honoring on, on their part what did the oh yeah the coyotes went with the kachina whatever i really like that that look for the coyotes the the old coyotes logo really yes purple, that, that is team. that is a cool i like that the 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 black, I don't even know how to describe this because I'm looking at a picture, but like the black line that separates the purple and the orange is like jagged, like it, it yes. like the desert, like it looks really cool. Yeah, I like that. That, that is a cool jersey. That's probably one of my favorites. I like the flames a lot too with the uh, snorting, <laughs> snorting horse <laughs> fire. That one's pretty cool. I don't know. I'm like yellow and orange are not my favorite colors. So I'm like... Like, I'm going to say I kind of like the Bruins, but I don't, the yellow background is like. Yeah, I don't love that either. I will say this. I know you don't like the Ottawa Senators, but their recent rebranding with like going back to the two-dimensional logo, black and white uh, and red. I really, I think they have gone from like the worst jerseys in the NHL to one of the best jerseys in the NHL within a matter of months. 
So respect to the senators, even though they're no, yeah, I don't mind. I I was gonna say I don't mind that one either. I I I it looks it looks good. It they did a good job. Wow, it's That's very big of you to admit that. I know, right? I, Bruins and senators. Oh, I, I what's happening? I don't know. Here it's like we're coming up on your birthday. I'm in a giving mood. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, the yep, holiday yep. season. True. Shalom. Now, Built Bar is quite simply the best tasting protein bar out there. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, nut and non-nut, and each is gluten-free, which is very important to me as a celiac. They're covered in 100% chocolate, and each is soft and easy to chew. But it's not just a delicious treat. It's also great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while enjoying this delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're on the keto diet. For example, the peanut butter bar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams net carbs. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Now, the other fun thing that's a possibility for next season is this idea of temporary division realignment. And you being a Leafs fan, looks like there will probably be like an all-Canadian division because... I have some thoughts on this. COVID is pretty bad up here. It's nowhere near still what it is down in the States. So kind of trying to buffer that. How... Well, do you think the Leafs, like, I think the Leafs should run away with that division. Well, what the Leafs should do and what the Leafs do. Well, at the very least, match. get to avoid a, a matchup with, with the Bruins or the Lightning. Yeah, so that, I, I'm, like, of two minds. I I like, okay, there uh, maybe I'm of, like, 14 minds. Um, <laughs> logistically, because of where we are with the state of COVID in the world, Yep. It very much makes sense for them to rearrange the conferences yes. for safety. Like, let's just put that as like a fact. Okay. It makes sense. Okay, so we know that, and that's a fact. But but then let's just talk about it from like an emotional place and put that to the side for a second. I like the Canadian matchup division, Matt. The Canadian division because I I, I think it'll be fun. You have like a couple original six teams in there, like whatever. So. And I think it'll give us a chance to play teams we don't get to play much during regular seasons a little more often. And theoretically, the Leafs' chances to do really well should be better because of the Canadian teams. They're objectively the best. That's also a fact. Let's put it to the side. Stop. Okay. But part of the fun of being a Leafs fan or being any team fan are the like long-standing rivalries and getting to watch those games and like as much as it pains me when I have to sit down and watch a Leafs Bruins game because like I want to pull my hair out and I spend 90% of the game pacing the room and it's like one of the most anxiety provoking times of my year that's the fun of it right and like so we're missing and and we were talking in the in um, TLN slack yesterday about how like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are not in the same conference and that's a that's a rivalry that means something to those Mm -hmm. fans so from that angle from in that respect it's 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 a little weird and you're missing out on 
part of the fun. But again, like take a step back. If we get hockey and they can do it safely, you know, you're weighing, you're weighing the two, those two things against each other. And in the end, being able to play hockey safely, you know, wins out. Mm-hmm. And, and I do think it'll be fun. Um, I had to explain to some of the youngins in TLN Slack yesterday that the Eastern Conference is like going down the Eastern seaboard. Like they were right, like, right, why right. are Pittsburgh and Philly not here? And I'm like, well, because Pittsburgh is to the, anyway. So I was like, they're literally just like going down the Eastern seaboard over there. Um, and it makes sense geographically, you know, they, they could potentially for all of those teams in the East, not have to fly at all. They could just, you know, hop a bus down the Eastern seaboard. And that's one, that's one disadvantage for the Leafs with this scenario is that you have yeah. to travel to Manitoba. You'll have to travel to Alberta. BC. Right. The time zones, the, the, <clears throat> the Canadian division is really the only one here that has to sort of cross time zones so right. many times. Yeah. So they're going to have to figure out the time. The central division has a bit of um, uh, overlap, but yeah, that, right. that one's that for the Leafs might be the only disadvantage biggest disadvantage you know but again there's like like a flip to that because Leafs fans often complain at least on Twitter that the Leafs almost never maybe once a season play an afternoon game all our games are at night and like it's a revenue thing fine whatever but for those of us with kids or you know who want to watch having all the games at 7 7 30 or then like 10 o'clock if they're playing on the west is hard so if they're if they're doing it this way that might make there might be an opportunity for them to play more during the day. I feel like there will be. I thought, I think I read somewhere that there will be kind of like in the playoff bubble, there'll be like, because the teams will be in one hub city for like a week or something Right. to get in all the games, they will have kind of two or three games a day in one arena, perhaps to try to fit you know, it. It'll in. be like I that, think so. that August period where we were all watching hockey yeah, for like, was- 15 hours a day it was, was great fun yeah it was really fun after not having hockey for so long to be able to like talk hockey all day watch yeah. hockey all day for the Bruins it's kind of uh not terrible it's not that different yeah like they'll still have the Sabres actually that's the only team that will still be in their division it's largely Metro teams the Hurricanes Devils Islanders Rangers Flyers Capitals uh like you mentioned the penguins are in a different division so i don't hate it i think the bruins could still they should still finish first although washington philadelphia yeah that's true the flyer the capitals and and philly give you a run for your money it won't be a a cakewalk but i think the bruins for at least one more year should still be kind of at the top but again it's all dependent on them getting their act together and agreeing to to coming back well so here's a question you know how there was conversation about whether like the bubble was like legit playoffs or are we putting an asterisk on this like are is that conversation going to come up again now like if these aren't the normal conferences and divisions and it's a shorter season like does it count i i think it still will yeah i don't think I mean, it's such different circumstances. I don't even love the way that the divisions are set up anyways. I wish they would just go back to like the conference system. Yeah. One through eight. Or ideally, I'd love to see it go like one through 16 for the playoffs. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. But logistic travel wise, that's an impediment. But I think they should have done that for the bubble anyways. That would have been really cool since everybody's there anyways. I feel like, and this is like really on topic for us, but if the Leafs do well in this all Canadian division, 
There are going to be people in both fandoms, Leafs and Bruins, who are going to say it doesn't count because they didn't beat the Bruins yeah. in a or playoff the, series. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you're going to be one of them. <laughs> I mean, I tried to think as less as possible about the Leafs, so it won't really matter. It's uh, It'll only affect my friends and family. And uh, only them. I don't really care. And the, you know, all everybody in my neighborhood and uh, right. in my town and in my province. Right. So, like, who cares? So, um, hockey aside, for now, uh, I understand that you um, finished season two of The Boys last yeah. night. Last night we finished season two of The Boys. I'm waiting for my brother to finish. I texted him as like non-spoilery as I could be this morning. Like you have to watch the finale. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was so good. You told me. You told me season two was bonkers. Yeah. And season two was bonkers. Um. The finale. We started it late, so whatever. I don't know how interesting this is to other people, but like I have two small children, and right. I only get to watch my grown-up shows after they go to bed and whatever. So it was late. My oldest didn't want to go to sleep and I didn't think I'd get through the whole episode, but mm. like, it's a finale that once you're yeah. starting, you're not stopping. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You should have warned me about that, but Happy it was three. so good. It was so good. And then it, it's like in the dying moments of the episode, <clears throat> sorry. And I'm like, so who's the bat? Like what's going They've wrapped everything up. Like it's yeah, all yeah. nice and neat and tied up. What's going on? What's going on? And then, Oh boy do they set up a season three? I know. And I was totally wrong about who I thought the bad guy, the the villain of season three was going to be. I was totally wrong. Who'd you think it was going to be? Well, I don't, can I, I don't oh, want to spoil it's, it. It's been, you're, okay. you're pretty late to the game. Anyway. Okay, fine. Um, the leader of the Church of the Collective. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fully, I, for like the last, four or five episodes I was like this is the big bad of season three this is who they're gonna be working against and I was still thinking that until like that one moment right 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 and they totally and then I didn't okay fine if we're talking about this I didn't get it because I thought that the person who was exploding heads was the soup who escaped from the hospital oh right 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 who was that she we she escaped and she right. was like hitchhiking and we have never seen her again right 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 i'm sure she'll be back at some point right but so that's who, that's what i thought was going to happen and then i mean i love this actress she was in timeless i don't know if other people watch timeless and then the boys but like there's um some of the writers and creators crossover and so there's oh, been okay. a lot uh a lot of the cast so um the head of the church was on was the mm. villain on timeless or one of them um the congresswoman was on timeless and then um malcolm barrett who he plays one of the like um pr copy editor guys for okay, yeah. Not. so they were all on time in timeless oh. um and she she's fantastic so i am excited about that I'm expecting that church guy to still have a, like, he's a pretty big actor. He was on ER for a long time. He yeah. Was, yeah. So yeah. He'll have a bigger role. I, I would think in the future. Um, well, but didn't they, didn't his head explode? She blew him up. Oh, see one. Of, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's been a while since I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's gone. He's done. Oh, forget it. I couldn't she keep track of who's uh Yeah. No, she blew him up. That blew up. But honestly, my favorite scene, I think, in the show so far was was Maeve and Starlight and Kimiko yeah. kicking the expletive out of 
Stormfront. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like out of my seat applauding, yeah, like yeah. loved it so much. It's kind so, of yeah. a shame that she won't be back because she was really good at character Stormfront, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she was she was great, but I'm I am interested. I mean, everything with her, I was totally not about the whole like kid storyline, but yeah. they, they got me in the end. Like it was fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, I think we're gonna watch Queen's Gambit next, which I know nice. yep, very good. Loved. We watched that last week, Under the Crown now. I've been watching Sons of Anarchy, and I'm still mourning. Still, I think yeah. this is, uh, yeah, it's been enough. Sons of Anarchy was on like a decade ago, Ian. I think you can, so, you can talk about Opie's death. It's okay. I've been watching it for the first time. I just witnessed Opie's death and yeah. subsequent memorial and um very i have been i have been waiting for you to experience i mean not like joyously like i have been like not talking about opie since you told me how much you like opie because i was like oh god he was probably my favorite character yeah i think he's like universally a favorite like i loved him yeah his relationship with jacks it was a bit up and down but they were like yeah best buds they hugged they said i loved you i i just really i thought now that Jax had taken over, that he and Opie would kind of yeah. lead things, but nope. And uh, I was kind of, in all of this, I was struck by who the new bad guy is because it's, uh, I don't know if, I don't, have we talked about Lost before? I don't know if you watched Lost, but. No, I mean, I, I did, but I wasn't like the Lost fanatic. I kind of peripherally watched it. The new bad guy who basically had Opie killed indirectly was on lost so it's and he was like a good guy so i was like wrapping my head around him being responsible for all this now and just very very disappointed that that opie's gone i wasn't expecting jimmy smith's to make an appearance either but he's a regular on the show now apparently yes he actually and he's quite good on yeah. it yeah he is good uh, yeah, I forgot about that. You reminded me. So yeah, You're also just, kind of watching Justified, right? Yeah, we started that before the Crown dropped, so I started watching that. Right. Um, I, I don't That's know if Justified. if uh, if my wife Lauren's gonna keep watching it, but I I will definitely once once I'm through Sons of Anarchy, I'll keep watching Justified because I do really like it. Timothy Olaf Olaf Elephant Olaphant. Well, I say Timothy Elephant, but it's Olaphant. It reminds me of that because in Lord of the Rings. There's that one scene where all these animals are going by and one of the hobbits is like, elephant. Yes. I don't know why they call it elephant instead of elephant, but. Probably an accent thing. Tolkien's really and, and Walton Goggins, who is phenomenal. Right. Yes. He was, have you seen Righteous Gemstones? He was no, in that. Oh my gosh. That show is so good. Goggins. He should, I always feel like he should be wearing uh, glasses because. I want to call him Walton, Walton Goggles instead of Goggles. Oh, okay. I was going to say, maybe he does later on. I can't remember. So yes, Queen's know, but is very good. You'll you'll really like that. I, I really loved it. Yeah, people, I mean, everyone really. Yeah. I I have friends on Twitter who are like watching it for a second time, like immediately what? after finishing it. Okay, that's that's a bit much, but. So I don't, I don't rewatch shows. It's like a weird, I don't like to. I, I, I have, I've rewatched. Well, I rewatched sitcoms like. Yeah, I was gonna say Shit's Creek is like an exception. That's like my happy show, and and I will note that like. I did rewatch Gilmore Girls. Oh my gosh! In the past, I, that was a show that I watched like when it was on the air as a teenager. I'm old, um, and then 
when I had my, for my oldest, that was like my maternity leave binge watch. I'm nursing on the couch all the time show. You want me to edit that out or you want me to keep that in? That confession. The what? That confession. The that confession you- that I watched Gilmore Girls? <laughs> Multiple times. No. I've never seen it. So I, you I watch Mrs. Maisel. It's the same people. It's the same writers. Okay. But uh, it's a, it's a totally different show. It's well, it's not. Okay. It's not really. Okay. <laughs> they're they're like their whole shtick. The, the, the Pat Sherman Palladino shtick is like right, the right. fast talking, like yeah, sassy yeah. female okay, leads. Fine. Like that's their whole thing. Uh, what's Gilmore Girls is a great show. And I I'll take your word for it. I have rewatched uh, Breaking Bad. I rewatched that because it's the best. I haven't. Re- I mean, I watched it. I watched it when it was on, but I haven't rewatched it. I watched some of Better Better Call Saul. Yes, you got to watch that. I pro- I might rewatch that actually before the next season comes out because it's. No, I don't. I don't rewatch. I'm like not. I don't like to rewatch shows. I'll rewatch sitcoms because they're a shorter time commitment. But rewatching like yeah longer shows maybe not so much except no, I know and like people people really like to do that like my yeah. my friend Shelby I'm name dropping her I'm gonna have to let her know is on like her fourth rewatch of Grey's Anatomy. Oh my, there's like a hundred seasons of that. Show. I know, and I she like she loves it, and that's great. I can't yeah. commit like I can't sit down and rewatch shows because then I also like get I'm I get anxious for the parts that I know are coming right like, just get to this one dramatic point already and I get impatient yeah Breaking Bad was worth re-watching I still felt many feelings re-watching it it's been long enough since I watched it that maybe I could re-watch it now I rewatched it because the that Jesse Pinkman movie came out so then yeah I was like oh I need to get back oh you know what show I have rewatched see this is a show I've told you about and you haven't seen it's a very niche show firefly oh yeah i have watched i have watched firefly and and the subsequent movie um many times didn't they cancel that early in yeah it was one season and then there was a movie um and it's it's amazing and i love it um and even though nathan fillion is kind of whatever but he's great in it um no he's not he's just there were like all sorts of Oh, that's rumors. Sorbo I was thinking of. Yeah, no, Nathan Fillion is not, as far as I know. But there were just rumors that he's like not like the nicest guy to his female co-stars and stuff like that. So that's not cool. Yeah, I don't know. He's not uh, Nathan. All of that, all of that happened after I watched the show. So okay. what? I said he's not <laughs> affiliated with uh, Mega. Not that I, not that I know of. I mean, I don't follow all celebrities super closely, but. Oh, but I was telling you about someone the other day, right? Is that why you're thinking of that? You were telling me you follow someone on Instagram, and I was like, I don't know. I oh, think right. he's gonna... But well, I don't want to say who. Because, we'll yeah, just say yeah, who but it I, is. now I'll I'm like, not well, that would be disappointing. He is an Islanders Islanders fan. That's bad enough. That is bad enough. That's reason enough not to follow but, him. But uh, Cobra Kai season three, January. I'm I'm super excited about that. I grew up. The Karate Kid is the best movie. I mean, I grew up with the ever. Karate Kid too. Best movie trilogy of all time. It is. I mean, I love those movies. More than, more than Star Wars. More than, well, that's maybe I put Back to the Future, Lord of the Rings. That's like my favorite trilogy of trilogies. Lord of the Rings? Yes. Well, Lord of the Rings, Back to the Future, Karate Kid. Yeah. I mean, yes. And the Star Wars original trilogy. I'm, a, I'm, I'm okay 
not watching them. No, no, that was my big thing. My, I feel like a lot of my early pop culture came from my older brother, who's like your age. Um, <laughs> Ian doesn't like when I joke about how old he is. Um, this conversation. The my brother dictated a lot of what we watched growing up, and yeah. he was a big Star Wars fan. So I had seen all of those movies like by the time I was six or seven. It made me super cool in like high school when all the guys, that, all yeah, boys, were like looking for girls who knew that stuff, and I could like you know banter with the best of them. But so that's a helpful part of having older brother. But yes, that was Star Wars was a big one for us. We watched The Karate Kid too. My family was big on the superhero movies. Yeah. Well, there weren't that many. No, but we would go, well, no. So we had family traditions growing up that every new Batman release and every new yeah. James Bond release we saw together as a family. To the that, point that we would wait for my brother to come home from university to see them together. Uh, James Bond is not a superhero. No, those were two different right, right. plots. It wasn't until like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Spider-Man came out that it was like that was like the beginning of the new superhero wave. genre. Yeah, no, this was. I mean, we're old, Ian. We're yes. going back a while. Speaking of which, I saw that um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield will be in the next Tom Holland Spider-Man as kind of a Spider-Verse. Yeah, that'll my my kid will love that. Yeah, that that'll be really cool your boys are spider-man fans right yeah yeah we like we love spider-verse that's probably yes. my, that might yeah. be my favorite spider-man movie period uh, yeah no we, we boy, also love it our middle boy's getting into marvel movies marvel or, right he likes captain america and he likes thor yeah logan also really likes thor and he um Logan wanted the PS5 almost exclusively for the new Spider-Man game. Oh yeah, that looks pretty cool. That was, but then he was quite upset because I, if I'm getting this right, and if I'm not, I'm going to be in so much trouble. But <laughs> apparently, they they recast the actor in the game who plays oh, Miles Morales. Oh no! And Logan is having like like attachment issues <laughs> about this. Yeah, so it's not the same voice as in the movie, right? He's like very upset. He's like he keeps being like, "Da da, it's a different Miles." I can't. <laughs> he like can't. Why can they do and get him for the game? I don't know, but I think that that's what happened. I only like whenever they talk video games, I kind of like it sounds like in my head. So I, guess I think that's what happened. They are making a second one, so maybe he's busy with. Uh, yeah, maybe he's busy. With anyways, Shamelk Moore, what's he up to? Why is he so busy? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't called him lately. Stuart in uh, the movie Let It Snow. Um, Blink in a show called, movie called Cutthroat City. So it doesn't seem that busy. We're talking about shows. Have your kid, have your boys watched the Troll Hunters shows? No. I don't okay, so. they really should. They're fantastic. Logan loves them. We told my nephew about them and then he loves them. It's like also a trilogy of shows. Okay. Um, I happen to know the creator, Mark Guggenheim. Oh, name he's a nice guy. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, he was really nice when I sent him a little note that my kids were super into troll hunters. He sent us some swag. Oh, very cool. Really nice. But it's a really, really good show that like parents can enjoy with their kids, a good mm -hmm. series of shows. So I highly recommend it. It is uh, our middle boy started watching Mandalorian yesterday from the top. Yes. 
So we do love Mando. Let's see if I can get him to watch the new one this afternoon. Well, but he just started from the uh, top. He, you... I don't know. He's he like watches shows, but then he gets distracted, and then he comes yeah, back. Yeah, but he's like you get okay, whatever. He won't. It won't. <laughs> Continuity won't. Uh, oh, see, Logan is like no. Logan's like dogmatic about this right, stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, he he's okay jumping in and out. No, Logan's gonna be. Uh, he's one of those guys. Well, Mayor, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast again. I guess we'll wrap up uh, this part of the conversation. Um, very uh, informative, entertaining, as always. Any uh, Anything you want to plug to uh, Locked On Bruins listeners before you? I don't know how many Locked On Bruins listeners. Well, you know what, though? I will plug it because Pitch. the Leafs Nation is now also covering the Toronto Six women's oh, hockey. Yeah. Very cool. Very exciting. Um, that is a new project of mine, and hopefully – um, we'll be able to bring some great women's hockey coverage to um, the Toronto sports community and beyond. So if you're interested in that at all, I would definitely head over to TLN and check out our new Toronto six um, coverage that's happening. And yeah, that's um, awesome. of course I do the page six column every week, which is gossip and drama from around the league, not only focused on the Leafs. So if you're looking for something lighthearted Wednesdays, page six. Very gossip. cool. Well, thank you so much, Mayor. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you'll be back on soon.